day 141. Welcome back to the Windows and Mirrors podcast. I'm John. And I'm Keith. And remember, this is a podcast where we're trying to show you that the Bible is more like a window than it is a mirror. We come to it to look through it and see God. We don't come to it primarily to look at it and see ourselves. All right. First Kings uh, chapter 13 to 16. Yep. So remember last time we, we left off talking about my man Jeroboam, who was in the north, and he had this golden calf themed idolatrous cult <laughs> and here in 13 he's going to receive judgment now one of the things we're going to see in first and second kings fam is that listen a nation or a people never rise to the standards that have been set but they always fall to the level of its leadership mm. right always the second thing that you need to remember is that they're going to jump back and forth right right northern kingdom southern kingdom northern kingdom southern kingdom over and over. Now, Jeroboam, he's hot. He he hears the judgment and he's hot. But at the end of the day, the prophetic word is going to come true, right? And so uh, you see this man of God come to him and declare this judgment. And uh, you even see this weird narrative in 13 where the man of God was deceived by this old prophet, right? Yep. Um, who was really a false prophet. And he is even judged because he disobeys the word of God. So this prophet is is judged because he disobeys the prophetic word. Right. We cannot disobey the word of God. The word of God. It's crazy. In First and Second Kings, the word of God is going to be fulfilled quickly, especially right. when they say something's going to happen. It happens. Yeah. Just to let the people know that the ultimate curse of exile, if it's if it's been decreed, then it's going to be done. Right. Yeah. 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 Brother, one thing that you said is that a nation never rises above its leadership i think is so key and if i could you know think of an umbrella just of this part and the mm -hmm. rest of the book mm -hmm. it's um like you see it in the repeated phrase um and these are the sins the king committed and caused israel to commit yep so you're gonna see it in uh chapter 14 verse 16 you're gonna see it in chapter 15 26 right you're gonna see it in 1530 1534 162 1613 1619 mm -hmm. 1626 over and over and over yep. and the reason why i say that is just go back and as you go through and read those that phrase is being repeated so much because the point that it's trying to make is that, no, no, look, 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 remember, these kings are representatives of the people. God is judging the nation based on the faithfulness of the king and the way that the king acts or does not act has very real implications to the citizens, right? Mm -hmm. Throughout this book, it's focusing on the life and the faithfulness, not of the subjects, but of the kings to show how determinative that is. Yeah. And it's crazy because um, stepping back kind of theologically, like looking at King Jesus, right? Right. It's the same exact thing, right? Yeah. He is this faithful king on our behalf. Right. And he leads us into faithfulness. Yes. Yeah. But 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 he, we also get the the, the destiny that he deserves. Right? Absolutely. So it, the same thing happens here um, even way back when in First Kings. What's crazy is um, in 14, when, when he gets judged yeah. by the prophet um, Ahijah, he sends his... A, a, a wife to him like yo my son is sick go to the prophet and see what's up and the high is just like fam like are you are you okay like right. judgment is upon you bro you didn't just worship other gods you created other gods to worship right, right. um and you're not just a bad apple you're not right. just a bad king among a bunch you are the worst king right 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 <laughs> he's like literally you're the worst king that has ever right <laughs> yeah. so you terrible like, like you're just you're, bad yeah and 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 the curses he he gives him yeah 
are from Deuteronomy 28, mm. right? And he's like, yo, it's a wrap for you. And it's so bad that uh, your whole house is going to be wiped out. And ah, y'all going to be taken into exile. Right. Right. And so you just see, um, you know, that the role of the prophet is going to come <clears throat> forward. And I think um, one of the things you should pay attention to as well, like you said, man, is what the prophet does. Right. Right. And how the kings respond to the prophetic word. Now you think about the Lord Jesus. Right. He comes, he goes and get baptized. He's the son of God. Right. And he goes and gets baptized by the prophet. Right. Right. He's in, until the prophet, you know, passes the mantle. He becomes the, the final end time prophet. Like Jesus is going to obey the prophetic word. Uh, you see the kings not doing uh, that here. Now, Rehoboam. It goes back to the south. Rehoboam's in Judah, and it keeps saying like, "Yo, his mama was an Ammonite. His right. mama was an Ammonite. His right. mama, right? She was a foreigner, right? It's it's all messed up, right? right? People are worshiping Ammonite gods and not the God of Israel. And so, man, you just see how crazy it is. You know, fifteen. It's gonna go on and on. It's gonna move through Judah, right? Rehoboam, Abijam, and Asa. And Asa is going to be um, he's going to be this um, uh, dry spot in a storm. Right. right, like he's going to be this bright spot in a dark moment in history, and he is devoted to the Lord. Now, pay attention to this, bro. The northern kings yeah. are compared to Jeroboam. Right, he was the first northern king. Yeah, the southern kings are evaluated and compared to David. Uh. David is from Judah, right? Mm -hmm. And so the Judah kings will be compared to David, and Judah's gonna have much more stability right. as a kingdom. Than the northern kings. Right. Because of God's promises to David. So you yeah. see the long suffering patience right. of God yeah. in that he's like, ah, like because of my servant David. The text was like, because of his servant David, he didn't yeah. right, send you out. Um, but you just see, yeah, the uh patience of God. And you see the zeal of Asa in 15, where it's like, yo, like, nah, he even took his grandmoms <laughs> out of a position of authority because right. he was devoted to the Lord and she was right. on that idolatry stuff. Right. Yeah. He was he was knocking down um, idols and things like that. And so zeal in God's economy, bro, is not about the destruction of people, but about the destruction of idolatry among God's people. And you see that yep. in Asa's reign yeah. here. One of the things that I love about this part of Kings and as it goes on throughout the rest of Kings as well to mm -hmm. give us handlebars as we look at this book, you know, one of the things that you think about a king or somebody at the top of the food chain is like, yo, like, they get to do whatever they want. They don't answer to anybody, but it's constantly going to put the king, the person in top positions, it's going to talk about their actions in reference to God, the king of kings. He did what was right in the sight of the Lord. He mm -hmm. did what was evil in the mm -hmm. sight of the Lord. So reminding us that even though Israel had all of these kings, both good and bad, Israel still does have one supreme king that sits on the throne and is judging the acts of these kings. Absolutely, man. Um, uh you know, one of the things uh, about David that I think um, we miss, and you, I like you said, I like how you said, uh, you know, he was he was um, faithful, yeah. and we tend to interpret his life based on two Samuel eleven. Right. You know, one of the things that it'll say in First Kings fifteen is like, uh, you know, aside from anything he had commanded him, you know, David did what was right in the Lord's sight, aside from anything the Lord had commanded him, except in the matter of Uriah the Hittite. Right. But one of the things I think uh, the text is going to like implicitly say. Is that David never worshipped other gods? Mm. He never, mm. at least in the Bible, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, yeah. according to what we know, he never was found as an idolater. Right. And that's the main problem here. Right. Right. He was devoted to the one God. Right. Even though he wasn't perfect. Right. But he wasn't, he was devoted to the one God 
all the days of his life. Yeah. And um, so One King 16, man, I love One King 16 because if you notice, it's going to just talk about Israelite kings. It, right. It'll stop talking about Judah for a minute. So Israel kind of interrupts the narrative. And you have to look carefully. We don't have time to go through all of it. How they become king. Right. They're killing each other. Right. They, they usurping each other's throne. Right. So you see that not only is it going to be a ton of kings in the north, but they're going to go to different houses. Right. Right. They're going to go to different dynasties and families where the southern king is just going to stay with, with uh, David's line right. and family the whole time. And, um, you know, I think it's amazing, bro, that houses are going to be torn down and um, all these things. And it's because the text is clear that they angered the Lord in idolatry, um, but also leading the uh, nation, God's people, into idolatry. But you see the violence in the way they act. And um, I just think, bro, we have to be careful, mm -hmm. right, about how they influence the nation because we tend to underestimate the influential nature of power mm. and the powerful nature of influence. Mm. Right. Mm. You see that all throughout the Kings. Mm. It doesn't even tell you like the people don't get to talk yeah. in the first Kings. That's what I'm saying. It just tells you how they influence right. the people. So we need to be careful, bro, about the influential nature of power and the powerful nature yeah. of influence. Amen. I want to end this yeah. real quick because it talks about this guy named Omri. Omri becomes king in 23 of 16, and then it goes to my man Ahab. Now, right. Ahab's going to have a long narrative, and he's going to marry Jezebel, right. and it's a Sunday school story we all know. Um, but this dynasty, the Omrite dynasty, they call it, is the longest in the north, right? Right. And this really wicked son, Ahab, is going to butt heads with this dude named Elijah. Right. Ahab marries this Canaanite woman. Yep. Shouldn't have done it. Not racist, but religious, right? Right. And she served who? Baal. Right. So guess who Ahab starts serving? Right. Baal. Guess right. who he introduces? Guess the idolatry he introduces to the people of God? Baal worship. <laughs> right? What I'm saying. So you just see it all, all over. And he they're just ripping Deuteronomy 17 to shreds. Right. Right. And um, yeah, you, you're going to see what happens in the next narrative as Baal worship is introduced into yeah. the life of Israel. Yeah. Yeah. Father, we pray that. Uh, we would take our cues from how to lead and love and serve from you, our true king. We thank you for these texts that are instructive for us, Lord, and show us those things, the influential nature of power, the powerful uh, nature of influence, God. And we pray that we would praise you for how uh, marvelously you've stewarded them both, God. And I pray that you would give us confidence to know that we can be faithful, follow your example, Lord, and reap the rewards that come from blessings, that, or reap the rewards that come from obedience, the greatest uh, 